Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Tragic. I am Ryan Peruzzi, your host today. Joining me is my co-host Alex Richmond. How you doing, buddy? Oh, you know, uh, definitely getting through it this time. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make that a t-shirt. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've had a hell of a week, as you told me. Thank you for um, crunching down and doing this with me. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, I really like doing this. It's just uh, things have been so nuts. I'm going to have a, a boring list of things that I've watched and played this week, unfortunately. <laughs> so... Well, I have plenty to say about what I've watched because I have uh, started playing the new Pokemon, so I, I definitely got some thoughts. Oh, yeah, we can um, kind of talk about the same thing on that then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can just kind of talk about the game a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm uh, glad you got through your hellish week, and uh, today's episode's going to be a little bit different. We're going to be having a large segment of actually predicting the video game awards, so... Uh, yeah, we're um, also, and I think the way we're going to do it is we're going to s- uh, skip all the esports stuff or just any categories me and Alex don't particularly know or care about. Um, that's definitely where the esports falls into the not care mm-hmm. about. Um, <laughs> and just have zero knowledge of it whatsoever. Um, <laughs> I know that there's the Dallas Blue or something like that for Overwatch, I think. I don't even know. <laughs> I literally know nothing. Um, it's just not a realm even though i know it's incredibly popular um that's what makes video games so great Mm -hmm. um just so many different sects um all right let's uh get into the news and we only got two news items today considering it was thanksgiving week things are pretty slow right now in terms of news um so let's get to it um, you want to say something real quick did we want to do uh, what we're playing and watching first or uh Yes, yes, yes. I'm an idiot. My bad. My bad. <laughs> we no, you're all just good. Said it. Oh my god. Both of our friend, our brains are fried. Um, yep. All right. Yeah. So, what have you played and watched lately? Uh, well, I'll start what I've with what I've been watching since we kind of both uh, go into the same spot with Pokemon. Uh, mm. I basically I have watched Andor. And I have finished okay. it, and I need to uh, backtrack on my last statement from <laughs> from last week. It, it's fucking amazing. At least the last two episodes for me were uh, absolutely insane. Um, okay, I'll definitely get. Um, I'll um, hypertrack my watching on that. Then. <laughs> yeah, let me just say the last uh, big speech in the show is uh, one of the best that I've heard in a long time. So. I think it was literally trending on Twitter. The speech. Oh, really? <laughs> I was like, "Is this politi- is this political?" And some of it was. Yeah, it just yeah. Mixed it is. Into all of it, because <laughs> you can just type in a random thing. It'll be like uh, the man, and sometimes it'll be Becky Lynch, the wrestler, and sometimes it'll be just about a man. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't know. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but uh, other than that, uh, I've watched the first two um, Star Trek movies. And those were kind of like, it's been a long time since I've seen them. So Star Mm -hmm. Trek, the motion picture and the wrath of Khan. And I, I know that you'll probably never watch them, but maybe just skip the motion picture. (laughs) I mean, I would actually be down to do those movies and we can just break them down by era. Oh, okay. Take a break, take a break kind of like with bond, like how Mm -hmm. we're doing with bonds. We can just do the, um, I'd actually be very down to do that. Okay. Um, yeah, 
Well, that, I, you already I, I like know watching where... new things. <laughs> well, it was more like I knew you aren't uh, really like you haven't really ever gotten into the Star Trek part of things. So no, no, it's it's kind of weird. I watched it sometimes at my grandma's because it would just be on TV late at night mm, or something yeah. like that, uh, yeah. where I didn't have access to all my movies. Mm. Um, so, but okay, yeah, I'd be down for that. But uh, you enjoyed them. Uh, I did not enjoy the motion picture. It is uh, <laughs> slow. Uh, it's so slow that I'm not joking. They have a new enterprise in this and they do like a sweeping shot of it for not joking. Almost 10 minutes straight. I checked. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to feel about that, but it just seemed like a little bit much. <laughs> But the Wrath of the Con was wow. great. <laughs> Is that a Terrence Malick movie? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the next one, maybe. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny with uh, Star Trek Into uh, Darkness. I love the 2009 movie, actually. I adore mm -hmm. that movie. It's a lot yeah. of fun. Um, but <laughs> Into Darkness, um, it was just that classic, like, if <laughs> Star Trek fans don't know who Khan is, I'm Khan. And everyone's just like, who? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> hardcore. The problem was, hardcore Star Trek fans already knew that was Khan. And then the people that didn't know it was Khan, they're like, oh, I guess that's supposed to be significant to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, I'm like, that's. That just. That reveal just fell so flat mm -hmm. for everybody because of that. Um, all right. So for me, uh, watch the Chucky season two finale. It's probably nice. my top. Yeah, probably my top three uh, shows of the year is excellent, gory. Someone got sawed in half. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> um, with the world's quietest chainsaw where Chucky buys it with his debit card that just says Chucky on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so campy. I love it. Um, that that might have just sold me on the show, honestly. Dude, it's honestly, <laughs> it's that it's that level of like self-awareness. <laughs> um like it really is it's so fucking funny um yeah and then playing some pokemon violet and scarlet um really enjoying it of course i haven't fallen through the world or my neck hasn't stretched like a giraffe <laughs> 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 i haven't haven't had any of that just some frame issues maybe um flying pokemon at a distance um fly at like two frames per second mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it's just like they're it just kind of looks like they're robots more. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, I'm really enjoying it. The gameplay loop is awesome. Um, they really simplified breeding in a nice way where mm -hmm. you can almost have too many eggs for a Pokemon. Uh, like I said, because in this game, back in the old days, if you wanted to breed Pokemon, you had to go to a daycare and you could um, put a Ditto and a random Pokemon or two of the same species or a compatible a uh, Pokemon that you can essentially create a level one version of that Pokemon, um, which is what I like because I like my Pokemon to be ultra beefy um, <laughs> with the right nature. Because God only knows, like when I got my starter, I actually had to restart because I started with the fire Pokemon, the Croc, the mm -hmm. little crocodile, and For, I got attack, and I got attack down. Ooh, and I was like, nope. Nope. <laughs> I just completely restarted my game. I was like, no, I'm not dealing with that. Like, he's gonna just suck ass if I, because he's a physical attacking fire Pokemon. He's mm -hmm. not so much 
yeah, so that really bugged me, so I had to restart. So yeah, I'm most people do not care about nature as a Pokemon, which increases one stat and decreases a stat for another between attack, defense, special defense, special attack, and speed. Uh, most people do not care about that. Um, I'm just one of those weirdos that does. <laughs> um, and I showed Alex just my picture of my breeds, and you can just see like a box just full of mm -hmm. Heracross. <laughs> like 50 of them just. <laughs> and I think what I'm going to do is just surprise trade them all. So everyone gets a nice level mm -hmm. one Heracross. Oh, um, you're one of the nice people. <laughs> I try to be. And I will say that the Pokemon community, I, I've never gotten a Pokemon stolen when I needed to trade it mm -hmm. to get the evolution. Because some Pokemon, you can only evolve from trading like Gengar. Yeah. Um, you can only get Gengar through trading. So I just rolled the dice, Alex. I was like, all right. <laughs> I'm just going to roll the dice. Maybe someone will be nice. And they gave me their Gengar to kind of ensure me I'm not going to steal your shit. Yeah, um, that's pretty cool. So they gave me their Gengar. Then I traded. Then we just exchanged the Gengars back. And the Pokemon community, pretty good. I've mm -hmm. done maybe God knows how many trades throughout every Pokemon game with the online function. And I've never had a Pokemon stolen ever. Oh, damn. Um, I can't speak for everyone, of course. I'm sure <laughs> there are some shitheads out there that <laughs> have um, just outright accidentally stolen a shiny when they didn't mean to, to um, maybe trade their shiny. And they just back mm -hmm. out. Oh, free shiny. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm really liking the game a lot. Um, I like I don't think it's as open world as maybe the game suggests. You definitely need some abilities to get past certain areas because mm -hmm. um, I was like, I just want to get across this fucking river. <laughs> yeah. <And I> just, <laughs> that's all I want to do is get across this river. And then I can go into that town. Um, and I just couldn't. I'm like, okay, obviously I need to get swimming for my um, legendary Pokemon, which I like what they do with the mascot of the legendary in this game, which is he is just your, mo your, your vehicle essentially. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know, maybe you catch him at the end and you can use him in battle at the end, but I, kind of like that it is just like it's not this mystical thing he's like hello i'm here <laughs> i'm here for the rest of the game yeah. um because in all it the is... other games they like shroud them in mystery and all this and or they're like literally this game. god <laughs> order literally god or satan if you play pokemon platinum um <laughs> i will always say that garatina or Giratina. well how are the fuck you say it <laughs> um is uh the satan to um arceus's uh god mm -hmm. <laughs> i really think they are just a yin and yang but yep. um well i've rambled for like three minutes now um <laughs> my apologies but oh, how are you uh how are you liking it uh i am liking it a little bit more than arceus uh arceus arceus uh, <laughs> well i but, like that there's gems in this game that's nice yeah yeah and, um, but, and you can tackle them in any way you want yeah, the way to get to the gym leader, though, is kind of weird. You just do weird little activities instead of... Like, where's Waldo? Yeah. <laughs> it's and... literally one of them is you just find a dude. I think it's the electric gym that you do that. Yeah. Um, that yeah, and, and kicking all just... of... <laughs> yeah, the, and it's just very easy. Because like, there's like five people on your screen. It's like, there's one dude in purple. I see him. Like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, then collecting uh, some floras around, like you have to collect 10 of them. Thank God there's not only 10 of them. There's probably like 20 around, I'd imagine. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you have to find every single one of them in this town. 
Yeah. Uh, they do. I was like, that's nice. <laughs> Little leniency <laughs> there. Um, but yeah, those um, tests, I guess. Um, yeah, they are weird and they kind of do go into the anime a little bit. It feels like they're kind of leaning into the anime a little bit, like with like mm-hmm. kind of storylines that would happen be- before the gym episode of the anime. Yeah. So um, I, I kind of like it, but some at some points I'm like, I just want to fucking fight you. <laughs> like just give me my shit so i can so my gengar will obey me <laughs> again because he's over he's too he's too high uh leveled for him to, he's just like nah dog i'm good <laughs> you're too weak for my ass uh that actually reminds me uh, i kind of found a, a broken setup for at least uh bosses and uh the colossal pokemon in that uh so i got a lucario pretty early in the game and I got the move low kick with him. Oh, low, kick low kick is really good against the Titans. I did the same yeah. thing, but with my Primeape. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so I love me some Primeape. He's one of my favorites, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because he specifically, I really wish that if you activated his crystallization form, whatever the fuck it's called, that he would just have a championship belt. Mm-hmm. Like from that episode, I'm like, oh, you should have given them that because that would have been so fucking cool if they did that. Um, yeah, I that's will one say one of my the, favorite episodes too. <laughs> the terrestrialization thing looks probably the dumbest uh, out. Yeah, to it's me. even dumber. It's even dumber than the giant Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, at least there were some like interesting different styles to the giant Pokemon. I feel like oh, it's Gengar just, here's a hat. Cool. Gengar yeah. was awesome. He's just like a giant sucking tunnel, essentially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then giant Pikachu was like the big uh, selling point for that for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which, um, actually, I just watched him because I've been watching actually Pokemon Journeys as well. Uh, thank you for a transition, Alex. Because, yeah, um, <laughs> in the first season, they have Pikachu go Dynamax um, in the first season that I'm watching. So, um, and... <laughs> Ash's Pikachu's like, I don't know how to function like this. <laughs> so, and yeah, the Pokemon Journeys, the animation's not really there. It's pretty a little all over the place, especially from distances. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fight choreography is nice, and it's just nice to have Ash not be a complete fucking idiot. He's actually a um, um, just a capable trainer, and he actually understands strategies very early on, which is cool. <laughs> and I like that he wants to be the best Pokemon master, and then his friend Go, he just wants to catch one of every kind of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Like, so they just have these kind of like both completely different uh, ways of how they want to um, collect and train them, and I think that's cool. Um, and Mew shows up in the first episode. They immediately get the Ho story from the first episode out of the way. <laughs> Like, they just straight up, oh, and they, they'll just fly the regions. They're like, we're just going to go to Johto for this episode, and they just fly there. Okay, what the fuck? <laughs> and then, like, the next episode's like, yeah, we're going to go to Gawar region. And they just kind of go all over the place. It's not, like, set to just one area or one mm-hmm. region. I'm like, this is actually really nice, because you just get a lot of variety of Pokemon. So, yeah, not just the same thing all the time. <laughs> it's not the, yeah, the 150 of that gen for this season. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, uh, and then I'm still just uh, anything else you want to before we're done talking about Pokemon before we can go an hour about this, probably. <laughs> yeah, we probably could. Uh, no, not too much. I'm just enjoying it. I 
The only thing I don't like is the lack of uh, character customization. I texted you that. I, my character was like a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. You can't even change the it. color of their outfit or anything. Nope. It bothers nope. me. I love customization in games, so this kind of hurts. <laughs> and you, I think you could do it in Arceus pretty... You, mm-hmm. Can you... It's that they just must have not had time. I, yeah. I literally think it just came down to crunch because... Yeah, we know uh, apparently Game Freak only has like 100 people there. I'm like... Mm-hmm. Y'all hundred people worked on two games that quickly. Yeah. God damn. It just makes a hot lot more sense about how the development of Violet and Scarlet is, even though it's actually probably one of the better Pokemon games in years from a gameplay perspective. Definitely. Um, and just from a uh, world building perspective. And like, sometimes you'll be like in this desert area for a while, then you'll fly back. And then it's like, Oh, I'm in a nice lush green area again. And it's just like kind of cool that you can do that. Um, but all right, let's move on. Cause I'm going to keep going. Um, <laughs> and then been working on my, my God of War Ragnarok platinum. I forgot to mention last week about how I lost seven hours worth of gameplay because of a glitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll actually tell everyone this glitch right now. It's not a spoiler for the story, but there's an area in Vanaheim where you can fight some dragons. Um, there's one called the crimson dredge, um, or dread crimson dread. And I lost to him. I already had low health, but I figured I'll just lose to him, get a feel of what his attacks are, and then I'll go in with full health. He just wouldn't fly down again. I threw shit at him. Like, I just, just, I <laughs> threw my Leviathan X at him nonstop. I was like, God damn it. And then I looked online, and yeah, some people were having problems. Like, yeah, he's kind of got to reload an older save. And my earliest save was seven hours before. Oof. Um,. Yeah, that's kind of on me. I should have been saved even more often. Um, if I should know from playing Skyrim and Fallout, save often. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you might get some fucky bug that will leave you trapped in a ch- chamber for the rest of your life. I've lost several Skyrim characters because of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, like The door just would not open, and I'm just trapped inside this room forever. <laughs> I'm like, this is the worst. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, so just, I would say save before you fight any of the dragons. Because um, also, I also ran into another bug where you had to go find a different creature. And, um, yeah, like, Kratos was just like, um, there's saliva on the ground. And it's like blue, like, um, very colorful blue. And he just stares at it and he won't move. Mm. And so you're just stuck in that animation. And I have, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but there is one particular area of the game that has a day-night cycle. Mm -hmm. There's only one area in the game that has this. Alex, is it a coincidence that the two major game-breaking bugs I've encountered is the one area with a day-night cycle? (laughs) No. Because I've seen that day-night cycle, I can see it breaking something. (laughs) Yeah, it absolutely has broken uh, several things for me, so it absolutely sucks. All right. Um, oh, then I watched Pearl. Oh, nice. Um, the prequel to X, they apparently filmed this movie back to back because I think they were either stuck in New Zealand when they filmed X. So they're like, oh, we can just film something else while we're here. Uh, <laughs> I think it was something similar to that, um, which is kind of cool. Like that <laughs> Ty West, the director, is uh, just like, yeah, I'm just going to build out my own little horror universe here. Mm. Um 
And also, uh, you can see Ty West uh, get shot in the face with an arrow in the movie You're Next. <laughs> oh, shit, really? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, if you watch Your Next, he's the dude that gets shot in the head with the arrow. And, like, spoilers for Your Next, I guess. I don't know. You kind of <laughs> know he's going to die. Like, <laughs> he's an asshole, so you know he's going to die. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, in that movie, uh, yeah, he gets shot because Adam Wingard, like, all the actors in that movie are essentially just, like, writers and directors that are friends of his. Hmm. almost all the people in that movie um except i think for the main actress who i really liked in that movie she was awesome i kind of want her to get more things <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh all right that is it so let's get to the news uh speaking of god of war ragnarok uh god of war ragnarok has set a franchise milestone has become the fastest selling first party game in playstation history with 5.1 million copies in its first week damn <laughs> yep. Um and then uh Pokemon said hold my uh Alex uh, Pokemon said hold my moo moo milk. Um <laughs> and uh Pokemon Scarlet and Violet has sold 10 million copies in its first 3 days. Uh, uh quote this is the highest number ever for global and domestic sales in its first 3 days after the release of software for all Nintendo game consoles including Nintendo Switch. That is so crazy. That's insane. <laughs> so yeah that's all the news we have (laughs) like i said slow news week but um congratulations to both those companies but it really just shows that um not even the power kratos can defeat pikachu (laughs) yep (laughs) what else can you say about it like 10 million (laughs) in three days is insane (laughs) yeah i don't think bonkers so that's got to be one of the highest selling of all time, right? And it's in its first, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I'd have to look at the numbers. I'll see if I can pull something up for the next episode, if I remember to. Um, <laughs> but all right. Oh, my God, Alex. All right. Are you ready to get to the Game Award predictions? Sure. All right. <laughs> um. All right, folks. So, um, Alex, I don't know how you want to do this. I'm thinking if we, what we can do is just... um sort of give our what we think we what we think will win and what we want to win does that sound good and it sounds can good be, to me and it can be just one and the same mm-hmm. um i don't know if i want something to win in this particular category but all right everyone this is our first category we are skipping all the esports <laughs> um so uh most anticipated game and we got uh five nominees here Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, Starfield, and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I think this is kind of a lock-in for Zelda. Yeah, I think we're going to be on the same page on this one. Uh, um, yeah, I want Resident Evil 4 to win, but that game's already existed. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm going Zelda here. Do you agree? I agree. I wish I could say Starfield, but uh, that's also a Bethesda game, so it's going to be a train wreck in so many ways, but it'll be fun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. Yep, I'll lock in on Zelda as well. Okay, lock it it in. All right, so now we got Best Adaption, um, recognizing outstanding creative work that faithfully and authentically adapts a video game to another entertainment medium. So we got Arcane League of Legends. Um, <laughs> it just made a lot of people mad. 
um, I actually tried to watch Arcane. I thought it was very boring. Uh, it oh, looks gorgeous. It looks gorgeous, but I thought it was very boring. Um, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, The Cuphead Show, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and Uncharted. Um, <laughs> yes, Uncharted has a part in that movie where they go to a pizza hut to find a keyhole. So I'm not, I can't in good conscience vote for that. Um, I wish I was. That's not a Mad Lib. That actually happens. Um, <laughs> Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog 2. There's a weird rom-com shoved into the middle of that movie. <laughs> Cuphead show. I never even watched, but I never really heard much about it. Really, any buzz. So I'm thinking it's going to be between Arcane and Edge Runners. Yeah. It could be Sonic. I can see rabid Sonic fans getting this voted. Yeah, I could too. Yeah, for sure. So I'm thinking it's between those three. Sonic could actually win. <laughs> um, well, but also Arcane, I think, has a good shot. And I think Cyberpunk might actually be third here just because it is anime. Mm-hmm. And that's just not a a medium a lot of people enjoy. Yeah. So it's well, just, it, as popular as it is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I still, well, what I, I what I hope would win would be Cyberpunk Edge Runners, but what yes. I'm pretty positive will win if it's b- not by uh, popular vote, it's by reviewers and such. It's gonna be Arcane for sure. Arcane yeah, is Arcane. gonna win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably Arcane. All right, yeah. So I I'm hoping for Cyberpunk, but yeah, I got um, Arcane here. All right. Best debut indie for the best debut indie game created by a new independent studio. So we got Neon White, Norco, Stray, Tunic, and Vampire Survivors. Actually, Alex, I'm going to throw this one to you because I really didn't play. I actually really, Alex knows I love indie games. I just didn't really play any this year uh, for whatever reason. But um, your one of your recommendations is on here. Yeah, it is actually. Uh, uh, so uh vampire survivors is one of the most addicting ridiculous games that you could play for five dollars it was literally designed by uh somebody who worked on slot machines so they really know how to get those endorphins going uh (laughs) but norco is the one that i suggested a while back um i did i think it was in our first like five episodes or something yeah i'm pretty sure but yeah, I really love this game. There is no chance in hell in this list that it's going to win. But uh, yeah, I, I would love for Norco to win. I think it's probably going to be uh, Stray or Vampire Survivors is my guess. <laughs> so not knowing, just going off of complete blind ignorance. Um, I'm actually going to vote that I think um, Neon White will win oh damn yeah i'm gonna go neon white there yeah a lot of people did like that one uh content creator of the year i don't know any of these people besides neb neba nebelian um yeah that's the only person i know so i'm not gonna even bother here what about you yeah we can we can skip this one i think it's kind of like not our wheelhouse (laughs) no 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 because i stick to the same (laughs) youtubers (laughs) yeah me too <laughs> i don't try to i i mean i have actually have found quite a new, few new ones this year but um yeah okay best multiplayer um for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences um 
irrespective on game genre or platform. I really fumbled that one. Um, I think it's weird to have Ninja Turtles in here. <laughs> yeah, we have Ninja Turtles, Splatoon 3, Overwatch, Overwatch 2. 2, Multiverses, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. So what do you think? Oh, this is tough. Overwatch, I don't really feel like it actually really made that much noise. I'm actually going to say, mm, but just the name of Overwatch really carries some weight. Yeah. With voters. I'm actually like, the way I'm thinking of it, I'm trying to think of like how people would vote this. Um, If I'm like, if I didn't play any of these, I would probably say Overwatch 2 or Multiverses. Mm-hmm. Because um, I know people actually do really like that game. Um, Or maybe even Splatoon 3. This one's hard. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Overwatch 2, just name recognition. Yeah, uh, I think I think the one that's gonna win is probably Modern Warfare Two for me, uh, and the one I would want to win would be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles just because they have Wu Tang Clan. Uh, oh my god! And the last <laughs> boss fight too. It's yeah, one of the best, one of my favorite moments in video game history. <laughs> I loved it so much. Um, all right, so you're what are you uh, voting here then? Uh. F- I guess Call of Duty? for, yeah, who's going to win? It's going to be Call of Duty for me. Okay, okay. All right, and then I got Overwatch 2. Um, all right, best sports racing game. Um, yeah, I haven't played any of these, so we can skip that. <laughs> yeah, let's skip oh. that one. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me, folks. Didn't mean to do that. All right, best sim strategy. Ooh. Um, <laughs> best game focused on real-time or turn-based simulations or strategy gameplay irrespective of platform so we got dune spice wars i didn't even know that came out um <laughs> mario and rabid sparks of hope total warmer hammer three two point campus and victoria three i'm just gonna say mario and rabbits just a name recognition <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it's between mario and rabbits and total warhammer yeah i was gonna say uh, it's between three. those two also okay so we're pretty much <laughs> <laughs> all right that's easy um, I never, I never even played Mario Rabbids. I, I played the really... first one. I enjoyed it a lot. Okay. All right. Best family game for the best game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre or platform. <laughs> this is an interesting one. So we got Kirby in the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, which I still really want to play. I haven't. I actually really like Lego games. Um, Mario Rabbids, Sparks of Hope again, Nintendo Switch Sports, Splatoon 3, I'm leaning Kirby or Lego Star Wars. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Kirby on this one. I haven't played any of these games, but the stuff I've seen for Kirby, I think it's the best one out of them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll. Um... Oh, God, that's tough. I'm going to go Lego Star Wars, but I actually no, I'm going to vote Kirby, but I'll think I hope Lego Star Wars wins. So that's how I'll go. <laughs> Best fighting game. Okay. This is interesting. Why is Sifu in here? Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is a weird one. <laughs> DNF Duel. JoJo's Bizarre Adventures All-Star Battle R. What is a ridiculous, stupid fucking name? Um, <laughs> the King of Fighters. 
<laughs> 15? Jesus Christ. Um, I mean, I guess Mortal Kombat's at 11, so what? Mm -hmm. how can I talk? Um, multiverses and Sifu. I have no idea, honestly. Um, I <laughs> Maybe... I'm thinking JoJo Bizarre's Adventure. <laughs> I can't... Really? Uh, I don't know, man. This one's weird. I might just go <laughs> multiverses. <laughs> I'm not I think it's Sifu. Between... I'm, I'm definitely Sifu. picking Sifu. Since really? for some reason it's in here, I'm picking Sifu. I don't know why it's in this. Because it literally says head-to-head -head around. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I didn't read the <laughs> description. Thank you. For the best game design, <laughs> primarily around head-to-head -head combat. Yeah, Sifu is is a third person fighting game, single player fighting game. So I don't really know where the head to head combat comes in there as a traditional fighting game. I love Sifu. Sifu's great, but <laughs> I never got a chance to play it. <laughs> it's super hard. <laughs> oh, I know. It's like the uh, it's yeah, it's brutal, and you can permanently die if you die enough times. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's but I I like stuff like that, but. Oh, this is tough. Um, I guess I'll vote Sifu. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Sifu, I guess. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> um, so we're both thinking it's Sifu for some reason. Um, all right. Best role-playing game. So best uh, RPG, essentially. For the best mm -hmm. game design with Rich. Player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences. So we got Elden Ring, Live Alive, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Triangle Strategy, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Well, it's obviously going to be Pokemon Legends. No, um, it's <laughs> going to be Elden Ring wins this. It's a yeah. slam dunk, slam Hands dunk down. win. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> that was easy. Um yep. And I don't I think don't there's think... even another one I'd want to win either. I think Elden Ring is probably the one I would pick. <laughs> All right. Best action adventure for the best action adventure game, combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. Um, I'm sorry. I think I don't think I said all the nominees for the best fighting game. That seafood thing just threw me off so much. <laughs> so no, I you did. You went through. Oh, okay. Okay. I couldn't remember <laughs> my, uh, my brain today all right um so best action adventure a plague tale requiem i haven't played it but i heard it's great god of war ragnarok horizon forbidden west stray tunic it's gotta be god of war yep it's gonna be god of war yeah god of war uh yep slam with dunk a, uh, with a uh side of uh forbidden west <laughs> yeah maybe maybe but i doubt it maybe they do see Maybe they do just give it to Horizon because it won't win anything else. Yeah. <laughs> There's a very Honorable mention. <laughs> exactly. Like. It's possible. It's possible. Um, yeah. But we'll see. Best action game for the best game in the action genre. <laughs> Focus primarily on combat. Uh, Bayonetta 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Neon White, Sifu, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. I'm going Sifu again. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I think um, Sifu is uh, the one here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And people, <laughs> I heard people didn't really, some people really like Bayonetta 3 and some people really didn't like mm -hmm. it. So, yeah. uh, best VR AR, I have no, do you have any thing for that or? 
I have not played a single one of these, and I don't really know any of them, so... Okay, well, move on. Move on. Innovation and accessibility. Uh, recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. Uh, Dusk Falls, God of War Ragnarok, Return to Monkey Island, Last of Us Part 1, and The Quarry. I'm glad Quarry got nominated for something here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say God of War Ragnarok because they do have so many things. Um, and the accessibility options for people that just need help. If you don't want to do the puzzles, you know, you can really just pretty much turn them off if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then Last of Us Part 1, which is more or less just the same as Last of Us Part 2, right? Like, it's kind yeah. of added that to Last of Us Part 1. So, I don't think, I think it might actually be between God of War Ragnarok and the Quarry. Because with the Quarry, you can just set the game to play out like a movie if you want to. Um, which is pretty innovative. But I think, like, in terms of, like, app actually, actually, well, hmm. I'm thinking between God of War Ragnarok and the Quarry, but I'm going to pick God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, I I'm by no means uh, have any authority here, but from from the, the news that I can piece together, it does seem like God of War Ragnarok really put in the effort to mm-hmm. be more accessible. So yes. I, I think that that's probably the winner here. Yeah, yeah, and we personally can't uh, speak to anyone that might have a... Um, a handicap of some sort so mm-hmm. um but you know i'm just glad that shit like that's happening it's really awesome definitely um all right best community support this is a strange one um because <laughs> we're not in these communities <laughs> alex <laughs> um recognizing a game for outstanding community support transparency and responsiveness uh inclusive of social media activity and game updates patches um, all right. Well, there's definitely not going to be any mobile games on here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Apex, Le- uh, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14. Um, still going strong. Uh, that game's been reinvented like mm-hmm. multiple times. It's insane. Fortnite and then uh, No Man's Sky. Yeah. Uh, I will say I am actually part of two of the communities. Oh, here. okay. Okay. Oh, uh, I was speaking. I'm sorry. I meant to speak for just myself here. Oh no, it's okay. We just don't talk about these too much, so I, I no, you wouldn't yeah. know that I, I play these a lot. But Destiny Two, I've been in there almost every season except this current one, and then No Man's Sky for sure. Oh, I love um, No Man's Sky. So that is something. I'm not like a part of the community, but I jump in every once in a while because I just love that game. Mm-hmm. So it's the one I do know, and they have just done insane things for that game. I don't know where yeah. the money comes from, but <laughs> <laughs> I think I would give it to No Man's Sky just because there is every month there's like a new thing, thing that's you been can added. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually just because of oh god, so I'm gonna be a basic bitch and just go Fortnite. But I hope No Man's Sky wins. Yeah, <laughs> so that's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're locking in No Man's Sky. Yeah, I am. Okay. All right, best mobile game. <laughs> oh i already know what my vote's gonna be all right yeah apex Le- yep. apex legends mobile diablo immortal genshin impact marvel snap tower fantasy it's marvel snap yep marvel snap for sure marvel snap it's uh such a it's such a like, well put together game <laughs> oh my so god smartly put together that i don't think 
that it could possibly lose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mark my words. <laughs> and, then, later. and then Genshin Impact wins. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I think that should have been in the community support. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the yeah, uh, that constantly is getting new characters and new areas. And... People cosplay as characters constantly and stuff like that. It's got a really mm-hmm. uh, rich community there. Um, all right. I tried to get a because you could get Aloy in that game. And as soon as I found out I couldn't get her anymore, I was like, fuck this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it is fun, though. It is very much a uh, Breath of the Wild ripoff, though. Mm-hmm. And so many ways <laughs> from yeah, the cooking to the climbing. Mechanics. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Best indie. Yeah, and then it's got the gotcha mechanics on top of it. Um, for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system, it's for best indie. Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu again, Stray Tunic. <laughs> I'm not gonna pick Sifu because Sifu is already probably gonna get a couple of it, um awards here. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go stray or cult of the lamb. Yeah, I'm gonna go hand, hands down cult of the lamb. Okay, I'm gonna vote stray because I like cats. <laughs> uh, that's what they're doing. Fair enough. Reason. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Best ongoing game. Uh, kind of <laughs> a lot of the same things um, f- from our last couple here, but. Best ongoing game awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. This is actually a tough one. Yeah. I think uh, I'm going to go with uh, Destiny 2 on this one. I know I'm being kind of biased, but hey, I mean, they that's... put a lot of yeah, effort that's... into story and <laughs> so this what, what are you thinking on this one this one's pretty tough for me i'm gonna say it kind of feels like best community support and then best ongoing game this should go hand in hand kind of to me but whatever um <laughs> i'm gonna go yeah i'm gonna go actually i'm gonna go final fantasy 14 here yeah, I think that is a good choice. They so, definitely people are still incredibly into that game. So. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's one of those. All right, games for impact. Um, I have not played any of these, so Alex, can you speak on any of these? Even though uh, I want to play these games. Yeah, I do too, but I, I don't. I've only played one of them, and I ended up not playing all the way through it unfortunately so i think we should just skip it change yeah (laughs) all right best performance now i am this is an interesting one so we got um best performance award to an individual for voice over acting motion and our and or performance capture we got um ashley birch uh for horizon uh for ben west as um aloy i wish they would also have the character names Mm -hmm. um (laughs) Kind of important. Um, she also voices Tiny Tina in the <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> the Borderlands games, which is amazing. Um, and then we got um, Charlotte McBurney for A Plague Tale Requiem. Um, again, I don't know that character's name, so I'm sorry. God of War Ragnarok, Christopher Judge uh, for uh, playing Kratos. I know a lot of people are really wanting this person to win for Immortality, Man in 
uh, Gage, and then Sonny Soljic for God of War Ragnarok. I think it's between Immortality and so Man and Gage and Christopher Judge. But I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna say Christopher Judge because when he was nominated last time, um, what's his name that voices um. Um, oh, uh, Arthur Morgan. Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption 2 won. So I think they're yeah. going to give him his, um, what he probably, sh- I think he probably should have won the first time, even mm. though I love Arthur Morgan so much. But um, yeah, I'm going to go Chris Judge here. Yeah, I- I'm going to go the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah Wouldn't be surprised it's... if Immortality wins, though, from what I've yeah. heard. So. Yeah, All I'd right. really like to play that game for sure. Yeah, me too. All right. Ooh. Best audio design. Ooh, this one's tough. Recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design. We got Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, um, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Gran Turismo 7, and Horizon Forbidden West. I am actually going to go Horizon here. Hmm. Because... I can definitely see that. I'm not the first one to say this, but the fact that they had to make up mechanical dinosaur noises... Mm-hmm. And actually make that convincing is much harder than all these other things which can exist, except for giant elder gods and Elden Ring and yeah. God of War Ragnarok. But you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of otherworldly sounds. So I'm thinking Horizon for Ben West, and this might be the only thing it wins. So. Yeah, I think I think I'll back you up on that one. I can definitely see that being the case. Uh, and I know it sounds silly to people. <laughs> to vote for something because it's not going to get voted anywhere else but that is how some people think with these things um so <laughs> all right yeah so we're gonna go and i wouldn't be surprised if any of these won though mm-hmm. that's the thing so um because i know even call of duty like they have there's different sound designs depending on the environment that you're in mm-hmm. like the different echoes like if you're in a tunnel like your gun's gonna sound different than out in like a big field um which is cool um all right best score and music for outstanding music inclusive of score original song and or licensed soundtrack um a plague tale requiem elden ring god of ragnarok metal hellslaner xenoblade chronicles 3 people love xenoblade chronicles 3 soundtrack oh really yeah that's been very much talked about but as someone who's only played one of these really i played a little bit of elden ring um, but I'm going to go God of War Ragnarok. <clears throat> Actually, mm. no, because it is kind of more the same when I think about it. Mm-hmm. Hmm, this one's tough. I'm going to give yeah. it to Xenoblade, actually, just because that oh. might be the only thing that wins again. <laughs> that's kind of where I'm coming at this. I, I have a feeling it's going to be Elden Ring. So I'm gonna I wouldn't be shocked by that either. It does have very good music. It does mm-hmm. have very good music. All right, so you got uh, Elden Ring. I got Xenoblade. Best art direction for outstanding creative Ooh. and or technical achievement and artistic design and animation. Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok for Horizon Forbidden West. Scorn. Um, I don't know what that game is, but I love that picture. Um, <laughs> Stray. Um, oh, dang. This, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I actually think that Scorn might be able to pull this one off because it is like super unique. It, it yeah, it is extremely unique. Its art direction is like out of this world. Okay, well, literally. 
So um, I think Scorn could pull this off. Uh, looks like H.R. Giger. Yeah, it's very much based on his artwork. Okay, the entire so, world okay, is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, not. I really want to play that now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Because I love me some Giger. All right. I'm actually going to vote Scorn just because uh, I haven't seen it voted anywhere else. So I think mm-hmm. it might just, again, no, it's a silly way to think about this. But um, yeah, I'm going to go Scorn here. <laughs> All, All right. right. Best narrative for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in the game. Why is Elden Ring here? I mean, come on. <laughs> it's a re- <laughs> I know that there's lower in these games, but you have to practically take art cl- like classes online <laughs> like to learn this <laughs> shit. Um, multiple YouTube videos and whatnot. Um, a Plague Tale Requiem. Oh, and so best narrative for outstanding storytelling. Okay, I already said that. My apologies. A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality. Ooh, I'm thinking, again, this might be God of War Immortality. Yeah, I think I'm actually going to go for Immortality on this. Never got to play it, but I, all I have heard is good things about the story. So. And how different it is. Mm-hmm. And how unique it is. So yeah, I think you and me are in the same... Even though I fucking love Ragnarok's story, um, I also do think there's like... Um, as much as I love Ragnarok's story, it is a little like... It gets a little muddled at some points. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to say... Um, Immortality too. All right. Best game direction. Ooh, this one's Ooh. tough too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon, Forbidden West, Immortality, Stray. Um, normally I would say God of War, Ragnarok, but again, it's kind of more the same, right? But that's expanded. Mm-hmm. And it's got that first-person camera, which I think it won. Didn't it win in 2018 for best? I think it won that year. Yeah, I feel like it did. Okay, okay. I'm going to go Elden Ring, actually. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. Just because it did take a formula and kind of blow it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to go Elden Ring on that one. Um, All right, and then here is our last one all right game of the year recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields a plague tale requiem elden ring god of war ragnarok horizon forbidden west stray xenoblade chronicles 3 oh boy (laughs) (laughs) um god i i think i'm falling uh down on god of war ragnarok uh just because it's going to be fresh in people's minds and uh i mean it's a fantastic game anyway yeah (laughs) yeah it's definitely between elden ring and god of war ragnarok we can scratch Mm -hmm. everything else off this list um yes not to disrespect (laughs) those games but it's just there's no chance in hell um yeah unless it pulls it it takes two uh it's possible (laughs) (laughs) But what makes me think that it could be Elden Ring is when Sekiro won a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually lock in Elden Ring, but I hope God of War Ragnarok wins. Yeah. So that's me, and uh, that's it. Uh, that went much quicker than I actually thought it would. <laughs> um, all right. So Ooh, that. 
We Wait. actually missed two. Did you read Stray and Xenoblade Chronicles 2? I can't remember. Stray and... <laughs> I think I did. If not, okay. um, does it, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, no, that but one I'm glad Stray. Not. I'm glad Stray got uh, the votes for that, though. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so that is all we have. And now we're going to get to uh, our predictions. Alex, do you mind if I go first on this? Oh, yeah, no problem. All right, so I am actually going to do... I might do another one of these, but my uh, recommendation is my probably my one-and-done holiday movie um, that I'm going to recommend, which is uh, a movie called Black Christmas, the original. Mm. <laughs> um, from... Uh, I'm sorry, I should have this ready. Black Christmas, we're professionals here. Uh, 1974... <laughs> Uh, Black Christmas. Um, it's kind of an interesting movie because when people think of like the most famous slashes of all time or the ones that started, we think of Psycho and Halloween. Um, and Black Christmas is kind of slapped in the middle of those two. Um, you can also mm -hmm. throw in Texas Chainsaw in there. Um, but Black Christmas is way more of a standard slasher film, um, kind of like Halloween um, or, or, um, or Psycho. But... Um, yeah, I'm not going to say too much about it, but it is just one of those movies where it's a bu about a bunch of um, sorority girls, um, and some of them go away for the holidays, some of them are staying home, and there's a weird dude that keeps calling uh, the phone, and he's just kind of saying a bunch of creepy things, and they're kind of intrigued by it, but also creeped out at the same time, um, and then it kind of turns into a slasher movie a little bit. I think the story is really good. I think this movie is genuinely really, really creepy, especially with the phone calls. Um, it's got a really good atmosphere to it. Um, there were parts of it that just sent um, a shiver up my ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a real good shiver, Alex. It's a real good one. I like a good sh um, ass shiver. Um I'll be honest. I don't know why I said that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the next t-shirt. A shiver up my <laughs> a shiver up my rectum. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of threw me off. Um but um it's a really smart movie, I think. I think uh it does also have some of the uh trappings of a classic slasher of like this is the bitchy girl, this is the um kind of quiet one and all that. It's got all those kind of tropes to it, but I think it's done really well. And um it is uh, kind of streaming on everywhere, and it kind of always is. <laughs> like here, here, <laughs> I, I just think it's just one of those movies. Like I put it out for free with ads everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, so you got YouTube, Tubi, Pluto, Peacock, Redbox, Vudu, Crackle, Plex. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> yeah, you really don't have an excuse here, people. But it's a really good movie. <laughs> it's a good holiday time for you to gather the kids around. Have their milk and cookies and just uh, watch some uh, early 20-year-olds get butchered. All right. <laughs> Alex, what is your recommendation? Well, we usually uh, keep these confidential uh, until we say them, so uh, yep. we uh, each don't know what our recommendation is. But this time, I kind of... Uh, couldn't think of one ahead of time, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> You've had a hell of a week. Yeah, and uh, I ended up doing one that was originally recommended to me by Ryan mm -hmm. and ended up being uh, one of my top, I 
not even going to say top five. I'm going to say top three shows oh, I've wow. ever watched. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Leftovers. Ah, um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, basically, the premise is that 140 million people just suddenly disappear out of nowhere. And it, it's uh, the leftovers are the people who are just stuck there picking up the pieces afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's a very human show for something that starts out as a very supernatural premise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, over three seasons, it just gets better and better every season. Mm-hmm. The first season is somewhat frustrating, but it's yes. still an amazing show. And I would recommend it to anybody who is uh, interested in like uh, dramas or anything that's just like pulls on the heartstrings or something that even not not religious. What is the word I would be looking for? Something spiritual. Euphoric. Yeah, <laughs> it's very euphoric at points. Um, yeah, um, I fucking adore the leftovers. It's also from Damon Lindelof, who created Lost and Watchmen, and um, just an apps. You know, it's created so my between Watchmen and leftovers. Yeah, Alex, I'm kind of right there. It's in my top five at least in terms of like yeah, one of my favorite TV shows of all time. It's definitely mm-hmm. due for a rewatch for me. Is just getting through that first season. I will say, folks, that first season is just so dark that yeah. it's and it's dreary and hopeless um that it is hard to get through that first season but if you push it and it's not bad it's actually an incredible tv it is just that depressing um uh to the point where i was like jesus do i even want to watch this and that's saying a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um and it is just yeah but it gets to a point where there's like hope and like the direction of the show even kind of takes a lighter tone but also keeping it dark at the same time they find this really perfect balance in season two and in and um season three they really perfect it um mm-hmm. and it's also got maybe one the best endings of a tv show ever maybe the best ever mm-hmm. i can yeah. just say without doubt it's maybe my favorite tv show ending of all time um mm-hmm. so and i'm not someone that gets hung up on endings like some people do um but it is just really, really good TV, and that's a great recommendation, Alex. Great recommendation. All right. Thank you. Thank you. So um, we don't know exactly when we'll be back because of holidays and whatnot, but um, our next movie we're going to be doing is uh, something completely different from Locke or Bronson, and it is a movie called Warrior. Um, Alex has seen this movie, I think, once you said, like, pretty much when it first mm-hmm. came out. Um, it's directed by Gavin O'Connor, who also directed the movie Miracle, uh, the Kurt Russell hockey movie about the Russians versus the U.S. Um, so he's very good at sports movies. Um, <laughs> and uh, I that might sound like a movie. Maybe you're not into sports movies. I think this is completely unique, even though it has a lot of cliches. We'll talk about it more. But I think this movie has a heart to it that most don't um, of those kind of movies. So. Yeah, Warrior, and it's going to be streaming on HBO Max. And uh, this is a long one. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> two and a half hours. So um, this is going to be a meteor film than the last two we watched. Um, <laughs> it practically combines the two. It's only like 30 minutes off from just the two movies we watched combined together to combine the runtime for this movie. Um, so yeah, 
Warrior will be next week. And uh, Alex, are you ready to cry? <laughs> uh, <laughs> always. Um, yeah, this one <laughs> At any is, moment. This is definitely a tearjerker <laughs> for fucking sure. Especially that third act is just heart-wrenching. All right. Let's uh, get into lock talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, um, Alex, you want me to go first or you want to lead this one off? Uh, you can go ahead. Okay. Um, Locke is a really interesting movie. Um, what I really appreciate this movie is, Alex, I told you, I didn't tell you what the phone conversations were going to be about or the audience. I just said, Sam Hardy talking on the phone for 80 minutes. Sounds boring. I think this movie is so fucking engaging. And I think mm-hmm. what this movie does so well is this movie could have been easily cheapened by the fact that it doesn't have the split screen conversation. Mm-hmm. The fact that this movie does such a perfect job of painting the other side of the conversation in your head. Like you can visualize it in your mind perfectly. Um, and the person can look however you want them to look. But in terms of like the situations they're in, the way that they're talking about it, like when the wife says, I'm just sitting alone in our bed, um, in our room with the light off. I don't know what to do. You can visualize that in your mind. Mm-hmm. She's just probably sitting on the edge of her bed, just freaking the fuck out. And I think that movie does such a perfect job. And again, this movie is just apparently was shot in like two takes uh, over the course oh, of only two like takes? two takes over the course of only a couple days. They did this movie. Damn. Um, apparently just through some clever editing, they put the movie together. But yeah, um, I actually really like this movie. And really, I what I like about the themes of this movie is this movie is about how your life can fall completely fall apart with one mistake mm-hmm. um, whether it's in your control or beyond your control um, how just quickly your life can go from being completely okay to your life just becoming a just garbage pile in a matter of like that and I think mm-hmm. this movie does that super well too um, but uh, what did you think I think that I was really worried about them using C5 cement instead of C6. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you learn a lot of things about concrete in this movie, I will say. <laughs> you, learn, you learn how fucking difficult it is to be a construction worker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was a very uh, heart-wrenching movie. Just Anxiety-inducing. <laughs> yes, and anxiety-inducing as well. I could like feel my heart racing when a different phone call would start i'd be like is it the wife again oh shit like (laughs) uh yeah in general i really enjoyed this movie i didn't think i was going to be engaged as much as i was yeah it was a very different experience than most of the movies i watched in the last like i don't know how long uh so the same the last Tom Hardy does unique shit. I think that's what we can. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, these are also uh, the three movies that we've done for the Tom Hardy run. Um, all one title. One word titles. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, which is interesting. And two of them based off of, of two of them based off of names. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, Ivan Locke is the name of the character. And essentially the story is, is that. Um, he's a construction worker. He's essentially runs the entire operation. And um, when he was at a work operation out of town, um, 
Uh, he got a little flirtatious with this assistant, and they ended up. He ended up getting her pregnant, and Tom Hardy's assistant like, "Well, I'm leaving my job, and I gotta go because I gotta take care of this shit. I got to be there because he talks about. Then you get stuff into Ivan's character a little bit about like his dad and how he was never there that he abandoned mm-hmm. him when he was a young, so he felt compelled to have to go do that himself, and it's just a really a really rich character that doesn't move <laughs> for the entirety. <laughs> like, and I think it's just really well done. Um, Tom Holland, who plays Spider-Man is one of the kids. Um, I mm-hmm. think he's the one that you talk to. You can kind of recognize his voice. If you know, Tom Hart, um, Tom Holland's uh, British voice. Um, but yeah, I, I think this movie is just awesome. I love the lighting in it. And I think the score is one of my favorite parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love them. It's, it just kind of sounds like um, like explosions in the sky, if you know that post-rock band, um, or a uh, Yindi Halda, also another post-rock band. It just got this post-rock kind of feel to it, and I really like it for that. Um, and yeah, enough to have the split screen. I think that's very bold and just such a wise decision, because I think this movie feels so much cheapened if you did have the split mm-hmm. screen. But... Um, yeah, I don't know how much more we can say about the movie. We we already talked oh. about the plot, uh, or did you have anything more you want to say? <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, uh, at the beginning <coughs> of the movie, I did not like Tom Hardy's performance ah. until I, I realized that it, because he was very stone-like, uh, pardon the pun, but yeah. <laughs> uh, at the beginning of the movie, and I thought that was going to be his his acting throughout the entire thing until I realized he was stealing himself for what he was about to do. Yeah, like, to tell his wife that he had cheated on her and had a it's going to have a baby. You can uh, feel his anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> and and as the movie goes on, he he kind of starts to lose it more and more uh, in more ways than one. He starts getting more and more sick as well. Yeah. Which is kind of a side story, I guess is him. Yeah. Getting sick. Yeah. Like he just <laughs> randomly takes like a sip of like cough syrup or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I like the, the phone. Per- per- I just like, yeah, I like his performance a lot. Like when he's talking to, to the guys like, yeah, I'm going to tell you everything you need to know. And then dude's just freaking out. Then he's drunk. And he's mm-hmm. like, you know, um, do not fucking threaten me. And then he's like, so you've had how many cans of cider? Yeah. <laughs> um, just like, yeah. And yeah. And then there's, you know, a few moments in this that are kind of sweet and or funny. And, um, and apparently Tom Hardy, um, he chose like this Welsh accent because he just thought it fit the character more. And just like, um, yeah, I'm not exactly sure where Tom Hardy's accent is like his, um, yeah. own accent is actually from but yeah he'd say he chose like this Welsh accent because he wanted to, to feel he felt like that could bring out the anxiety um mm-hmm. and i just thought that was a really interesting choice for him um but yeah um i didn't really i don't really know and then apparently you mentioned um taboo uh tom mm-hmm. show the director of this writes for taboo oh really yeah so apparently they just probably became friends off of <laughs> this movie um so i thought that was interesting mm-hmm. uh, that they, show if anybody wants to watch it <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm it's, it's it's on my list <laughs> it's on the old <laughs> list but yeah uh mm. i could have sworn that one of the voices was steven merchant 
<laughs> it's one of them sounds exactly like like him i think it's actually the mm-hmm. worker guy that he's trying to convince to take over um and then yeah and then like you do get the anxiety when he's just trying to like can you please call this foreman for me he's like bothering the dude at the dinner um it's like all right give me the bloody number um mm-hmm. and uh, yeah i just i I think this is one of those movies. I don't know how rewatchable this movie is, but let me tell you, it's a great movie to fall asleep to because it's quiet and dark (laughs) the entire time. Um, If like you're just kind of used to the movie and it's anxieties. But yeah, it's got a 91 percent on Rotten Tomatoes and a 72 percent audience score, which I actually expected to be lower on the audience score. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, this is very early days of a 24. This is like in their first 10 movies. Um, And How'd you like the ending? How they're just kind of ended. There's he doesn't get into a crazy car crash or anything like that. It is just he just moves on. Yeah, it, I, I like uh, that. It feels more real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I liked it a lot. It kind of made me feel like there could be so many options in which his life could go. go. Like maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. he does uh, repair things with his wife, um, and he's just visits this kid, or like you don't know. No, um, yeah. It's interesting. Um, and then I think it was an interesting thing with the wife, too, when she says uh, my stepsister. Mm-hmm. So maybe she's seen this with her parents. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's hmm. kind of where my thought when she said stepsister, like, oh, maybe she's seen her. Her dad cheat on her mom. And like once it once once it once happens, it just never stopped because um, mm-hmm. she says it's never once. Um, and I was like, well, she must have some sort of experience with this in some of her life. So I'm assuming that may have something to do with that. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was an interesting, you know, even you get some character development just from words dropped in this movie. I think the script in this movie is so fucking good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like just top to bottom. If I were to read this script, I'd be like, God damn. Um, also this could easily be turned into a play. Yeah, that would uh, be really interesting. Re- reminds me of Thoroughbreds in that sense, um, where Thoroughbreds very much was originally going to be a play, um, but they turned into a movie. This feels like maybe something that was a play and got turned into a movie also. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Um, yeah, my final thoughts on this movie is it's a very good movie. And um, again, Tom Hardy, like with Bronson and Locke, these are just two movies you might not ever see a style like that ever again. Um, yeah. So... Um, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> I wasn't sure how you were going to. Um, and yeah, and also he's like talking to his dad the whole time in the back of the car who's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just like, like how he's talking about, I wish I could dig you up and show you like that I'm actually going to do this and all that. Um, it's just, it, yeah, really interesting performance and character choices in this movie. But that's, I think that's all I have to say about the movie. What about you? Uh, I don't know. Just a great different movie. <laughs> I look forward to Warrior. Yep. Uh, I know it's going to be a completely different... Uh, Much more commercialized. Style, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Much more big budget. Like, yeah, it's going to be a complete... And the reason why I wanted Locke in between Warrior and Bronson was you do get the softer side of Tom Party in between these two brutes. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of just really see, like, he's a really good fucking actor, man. <laughs> like, and it's just funny when I watched Bronson and Locke, I'm like, God, he looked completely different in Bronson still. Like, it's insane. <laughs> it's almost like his head shrink, too, when he just loses the bald head. It's weird. Um, um, but I would say this is a good, good movie. 
Yeah, I would agree. Uh, definitely right. a good, good movie. All right. And then um, we're going to close it out with just a, a question. I don't know. We're going to be doing the podcast again when we do Warriors. So I'm just going to ask it now. Uh, do you have any favorite like holiday movies? One like your, uh, the Christmas movies that you watch every year. Hmm. I, I think uh, Christmas Vacation, National mm. Lampoon's Christmas Vacation oh, God, is so pretty good. much the the, the main one we watch. Yeah, yeah, that's a staple for me too. I'm looking at my Blu-ray right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's one of mine. Um, I I do watch Die Hard um, every Christmas, but that's just an, <laughs> yeah. that's that is an excuse for me just to watch Die Hard. Um, I really mm-hmm. don't give a fuck about the Christmas movie debate. Um, <laughs> don't get me started. Um, and then also I will watch Gremlins. I oh, yeah. fucking love Gremlins. It has maybe Gremlins maybe has like a top five favorite scene of all time for me, which is <laughs> the bar scene. When this is all the gremlins in a bar and they're ordering drinks, one of them's like cross dress. One of them's like in a oh, one of them's in like a, a a burglar suit and he has a gun. Jesus. It's like a burglar mask and he's just holding a pistol and he aims it at um um oh god, what's her name? Oh god, from oh I forget the actress's name at the moment. I'm blinking but yeah i i fucking adore that movie the bar scene's like a top five comedy scene of all time for me (laughs) and i like how they just took the bar scene like what if we just do that for two hours and that was gremlins (laughs) 2 like there's an electric gremlin in gremlins 2 jesus (laughs) it's incredible it's incredible i love gremlins 2 as well but yeah also home alone home alone 2 i'll i'll you know i'll watch those as well i and then uh, Black Christmas has begun. <laughs> One of my holiday watches as well. I've never seen Krampus. No, it, it's pretty good. Isn't that an Adam Wingard movie? Uh, I don't what? know. Krampus. Krampus. Is that... And it's funny because we just talked about it too with my recommendation. No, it's Michael Dowertree who did Trick or Treat. Uh... Okay, that's where so I got that mixed up. now you need to watch it. Yeah, now I do. Yeah, it's true. I, it's it's kind of weird he's made two holiday horror movies of different holidays. Um, mm-hmm. You should do uh, the remake of My Bloody Valentine. Ooh, maybe oh, yeah. I'll recommend that around Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Every holiday I'm going to recommend. And then uh, when we do St. Patrick's Day, I'm, Lepre- I'm recommending Leprechaun. Um, in Space. In Space and To the Hood. <laughs> Uh, skip, oh, no. skip the one with Jennifer Aniston, everyone. Um, yeah, but the good uh, ones go to the good ones. <laughs> I've never seen a Leprechaun movie in my life. <laughs> I never have, and I, there's been a few times where, like, I think like eight months ago, I saw Leprechaun collection on Blu-ray for ten dollars, and I stared at. It. I was like, Nah, <laughs> I'm good. Um, probably made the right choice. Probably. All right. That is the end of our episode, our video game predictions, our lock talk, and the next time, I'm not sure when we'll be back, uh, just because of holidays and everything, uh, me and Alex will uh, figure that out, um, but in the meantime, uh, enjoy your holidays, I hope you all had a good Thanksgiving, and uh, enjoy your day, everyone. <laughs>